Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. Feeling refreshed, feeling fine. Just came off of some fresh exercise, broke a nice hearty sweat. My calves are burning, took a hot shower, got my food unthawing. So when I cook tonight, I'm gonna have some uh, some chicken wings and some fresh vegetables. Uh, just the creative juices have been flowing, been connecting with people, nurturing relationships, and I just feel like a brand new person. And shout out to you all, our listeners, the people who are following, liking, sharing, subscribing. Huge shout out to everybody who is liking the Facebook page. I did a huge blast um, and been doing a huge blast. By the time y'all hear this, y'all have already liked, but um, and there was a huge surge of support. So thank you so much very 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 much but ladies and gentlemen not alone today i have the co-host with the most who is always vibrating higher miss jessica fountain hello world how are you i love the fact that you say hey world because people around the world are listening yeah have you been to india i have not okay that's funny that you said that though because that's come up today earlier interesting so Shout it's on the mom. radar. It's not one. I, I like Indian food, and I like Indian culture. Their so food is good. At some point, I'll go. You should. Their food is really good. I can't remember the name of that thing I had. It's like a. It would be like the Indian version of almost an egg roll minus the cabbage, but it's like mushy peas on the inside. Can't remember the name of that thing, but it was fried golden good. There you go. I didn't want to say s'mores or something like that, and then people cancel me. Yes, those were absolutely delicious. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Trader Joe's you, a really good version of that. You said who? Trader Joe's. I got to add it to my... Yo, the Trader Joe list I have for you is getting long. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to actually go tomorrow or... Uh, I have something to do. Well, I could go Monday. I went tomorrow. today to pick up literally a bag of potato chips because the patio potato chips are back. And... Mm-hmm. That's my thing. So I got two bags, and the synergistic popcorn is really good. Wait, what's the name of the popcorn? Like, it's called synergistically sweet, salty, tangy, spicy, smoky popcorn. Whoa. But it's it hits all of those notes in your mouth, and it is very synergistic. That's the topic, actually. Synergy. I like that. I need it. I need to add both of those to the. I'll add both of those to my Trader Joe list. Uh, mm, that sounds delicious. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first of all, you know we love y'all. Thank you for the continued support. If you want to support us even further, you can do business with our affiliates. We have Retro Mimi. We have Blackwater. We have jot forms we have acre gold acre gold is actually about to come out with a new subscription level for a 10 gram bar of gold i cannot wait i cannot wait listen man gold y'all i'm telling you we also have garner's garden do not forget about garner's garden so ladies and gentlemen that link tree link will be in the description shop with our affiliates let us know what you think you know, I use their products. I love them. I love them. You know, so shop with our affiliates. All right. Without further to do, we're going to get further to do. Further ado. <laughs> I need to get my electrolytes up. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things today. But one thing um, has really been on my mind 
uh, and it's, it's a it's personal. It's personal because there's been a lot of controversy about it. There's been a lot of talk about it, and it's something that we struggle with in the black community. Uh, I know I struggled with it growing up, and now that I'm in a better place, in a better space, and in a more confident mindset, a more what's the word I'm looking for? Focused, trained mindset, and a more I guess just better at prioritizing. We want to talk about financial pressure. Is financial pressure getting to you? Keeping up with the Joneses, the the everyday bills, uh, just financial management. There's just so many layers that we can go into. Jessica, you want to go ahead and start this one off? Um, you, sure. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I just... <laughs> uh, I think you do. Okay. I can start um, off as cool. I personally... I, I think that there is a lot of a pressure um, related to financial pressure. Um, I don't personally feel pressure um, to be rich. I have goals to be like wealth goals and I do have these things, but I don't think I feel a beating pressure. Like mine is more towards I guess drive um, initiative, which I, I guess in some way could relate if you if you look at why you do those things. Ultimately, there's um, money and wealth associated with it. But I've never really been a person that lived outside of its means, um, even when I was. I guess I wasn't. Like, because I always saved, I always uh, pay my bills, and I always, like, so what? where I say that I, I was living outside of my means because I would spend my check, like I had, I would tithe, I would save, and then everything else I left, I would spend. And okay. I felt like I could, because I was young, I didn't have any kids, I could go shopping, I could do all of this stuff, but I feel like it was a very base level lifestyle. And it wasn't the lifestyle that I ultimately hoped I thought that I was saving for. So I kind of shifted to doing things a little bit differently where I don't have to spend everything. Yes, I can still save. And I can strategize more to the things that I was saving for. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shifted what I was spending my money on. So like, I, I don't hardly, I don't, shop a lot um i'll buy things when i buy things i buy things that i really like like really like um because the things that i buy like kind of like oh if it's just like trendy kind of like i like it but it doesn't move me mm -hmm. i will <laughs> um tend to not wear it or it kind of falls to the wayside so Oof. i don't know like i do i definitely think that our society has a lot of people, when I talk to them, um, whether through coaching or through client relationships, it is, it comes down to money. Like a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, I think create a narrative about money because a lot of, I was sharing this off like earlier today. Um, I don't people, I think sometimes people think I made it. And they think I made it because like, oh, 
they see I travel, they yeah. see I have a small business. But like that doesn't really mean that I made it. It just means that I've met some of my personal goals. Mm. Like, um, whereas there's other things, like for example, I don't have health insurance. So that's one of the quid pro, pro quos of, I'm not gonna say just simply because you're self-employed, but it's not uncommon to be self-employed and not have insurance because a part of why health insurance is affordable is because it's co-backed by your employer. So they're, they're taking, you know, like a large chunk of that and you're paying in a group because it's so many people Mm -hmm. breaking that down among the people. So when you only have one person and there is no body paying half of it, it tends to be highly escalated. And so like I, to me, I haven't made it because those are things that I do think it would be great for every person to have health insurance, which is a little far off topic when it comes to pressure. But I think that those are the things that pressure that create some type of pressure. I think we are in a, it would be in some ways, I think that there, because of the society that we currently live in globally, there are pressures and we're all in like a pressure cooker of some sort. And I think that finances is, seems to be the big one for a lot of people. Like when you're looking at the masses, I think Mm -hmm. a good chunk of people do find some type of pressure around finances, whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, that was you. I don't know how everything is silent, but <laughs> that's weird. Um, that was weird. Sorry about that interruption, y'all. And sorry about that interruption to you. I, I don't even know how that happened. Everything is literally on silent. Thanks, Apple. Your devices are never silent. Um, you know, I think a lot of it, too, I think a lot of the pressure comes from, which is strangely enough, people we don't even know. You know, what we ingest, what we look at on TV, um, like you said, on the outside looking in, people think you've made it, but don't know, you know, what you had to do to get to where you are and how comfortable you truly are. Like nobody posts all of their stress, strain and struggles and financial burdens on the Internet. Some people are living paycheck to paycheck, but they can make you think that they live in their best life. Um And with financial pressure, you have to be very careful. I remember one of the... <laughs> I remember one of the biggest mistakes I ever, I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but it's financially, it was one of the most irresponsible things I ever did. Um, Centennial was coming up for Kappa and I did not have the money to go. I did not have the money to go, but, uh, it was around, I forget when, whenever it was. Um, and I had a first of the month paycheck. So I took my rent money to go and I did it because <laughs> I did it because it's centennial. It's never gonna happen again. I'm ne- it's I I never get to do this again. I'm not gonna be around for the next one. So I literally used my rent money to go bought stuff, um, did a couple things, <laughs> and then I had to face reality when I got back. But um, luckily, uh, sorry, uh, Auntie had to tell a white lie. Got some money from somebody. Uh, my auntie, she hooked me up, and I paid her right back. Um, I, I, I worked it out. Uh, I struggled for a couple months after that, too, because I had no money. Like, But I wouldn't, I mean, that was like a, 
That was a bad decision. I mean, I did it because it was centennial. It's a centennial celebration. I'm never going to see it again. However, mm-hmm. bruh, that's your rent. Like, your rent. Like, you about to get evicted over a trip and your fraternity. And there's there's a lot of different ways I could have go. I could have went about it. I could have asked for help. You know what I'm saying? I have line brothers. I have people who probably would have sponsored and supported the trip for me. But again, the financial pressure. I got to have it. I got to look like I got it. I got to look a certain type of way. I got to make people think I'm doing all right. I've shed a ton of that. Almost all of it. And kind of like you, when it comes to shopping, I shop in bulk. I buy all my summer clothes at once. I buy all my winter clothes at once. I read the only thing I really spend money on. I shop like I'm in school. You laughing at me? Yep, I am. Why? Because I shop like I'm in school. That's on my daddy. I'm not judging you is just different. It's like listening to the story is interesting. <laughs> I literally like when Old Navy has a sale. Okay, I'm getting all these shorts in all six colors. I'm getting these shirts. I can get these three. Like I will buy like 15 outfits and put them in my closet, and I won't go shopping for like another seven, eight months, um, unless it's a one-off occasion. And like you were saying, when it comes to buying stuff for yourself, food is probably my worst vice. I don't even buy video games like I used to. And then podcast stuff. But when it comes to the pressure for me, I think the conversation when it comes to relationships is where it's a big point of contention because of our standards and what people expect and our level of comfort. You know, if... Some people, I mean, I teach. So, like, I, people, my salary is on the internet. I don't make an astronomical amount of money. And I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. Like, when people already know teachers are underpaid. Like, it's a known thing. So, I guess it makes it easier for me. Because as soon as I say I'm a teacher, most of, most of the women are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. We They need you. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go 60 40 on these bills 60 you 40 me um but that that's like some of the pressure man some people don't want to be judged based off of what they have or don't have um but i will give y'all this tidbit of advice uh and and i'm in this place now once you learn how to manage what you have and find opportunities for financial growth it becomes easier you have to make yourself comfortable in your financial situation. Yeah, I don't make a ton of money right now, but my bills are paid on time. I am paying things off. I track stuff. So I'm looking at what I'm able to save now. And oh, I don't want to jump too far ahead. One of the things that, that helps motivate me as far as uh, staying that way is when I look at what I pay off, I'm like, ooh, when I pay these three things off, that's $150 a month back into my savings or back into my pocket. Oh, once I pay off my car, if I hustle and pay off my car, that's, you know, $250 back in my pocket monthly. Like, you got to think of, instead of just looking at bills and stuff, like, oh, God, I got to pay these bills. Like, yo, that is a step closer to freedom. And that's your second time around. I'm jumping around. I'm trying not to. That's your second time around. Now, when you pay certain things off and you feel that weight lift off your shoulders, you can be like, all right, whew. All right, yeah, now I can go on these trips. Now I can plan different now because now you know you know what it feels like to get that weight off you and you don't want to get it back. And that that's the important part. But don't let... Yeah, I really think it's... Even to, with that point, because I... Um, I think a lot of times you can... Sorry. That, that's my little one. Um, 
if you can hear that in the mic. <laughs> but uh, you can have that practice, but not really be learning the lesson. Because I think sometimes people are just trying to pay things off, but not really, you said it made a great point. It is a route to freedom. Like, and you can pay it off, but then a lot of people think that that frees them now to go re, um, replicate the same process again and be stuck on a different, like, uh, bill or a different commitment. Mm -hmm. And it's like shifting. I think a lot of with our finances, you have to shift mentally. Everything begins with how you think. And um, it's like understanding the value of your dollar, understanding what that dollar can get in different markets. Um, meaning, you know, Sometimes it's just inventory. It could be cheaper at another vendor or, you know, yeah. like shopping around on your, um, in, in Texas, we have, we can shop for our electro, uh, electricity. And so you hmm. can shop around and get, you know, a better quote with a certain company. Some things you just find yourself kind of mundanely doing, I would say, really strategizing and trying to eliminate the mundane and I'm very intentional about everything like everything and I I say it all the time but it rolls out into every phase of my life like if I'm focused on it there's an intention there it's not just happenstance it's usually if it, if it happens like that it's a blind spot and I haven't become aware about it in my own self so like with finances I really, you know, asking yourself, even breaking down, you know, like the numbers of you want to make $100,000 a year, whatever these things are, what does that really look like on a day-to-day -day level? What does that, what would that, how does that free your life up? Will it? If, you know, it sounds great, but if you have $200 in student loan debt, then like, what does that really, like, um... <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I think there is a lot of pressure just to arrive, but not enough um, theory or strategies being pushed on how to um, navigate to the destination. And I think that the navigation is really important. Like I'm always, I always reach out to people on any topic, whether you're talking about cooking, whether you're talking about finances, business, any space or area in my life where I don't have a good clarity or sense of clarity or I don't feel comfortable, then I'm seeking out help to try to like get better in that. And I know a lot of people do live check to check. I'm thankful that I have personally transitioned from that space um, and I'm no longer in a season where I feel like I live check to check. I do know that I... Um, just in an entrepreneurship lifestyle, if you don't, uh, you eat what you catch. And so I have to work. There is this like constant rush of kind of that momentum of check to check, but not feeling yeah. the pressure of check to check. Yeah. And so um, just really like laying that out on the drawing board. I, I, I think that a lot of people get stuck in what they feel like they need like 
I don't, there's so many little small things that I found that has changed my life. Like I love shopping thrift for one. Um, I'm always, um, uh, even like when traveling, like I don't feel the need to shop to travel. Like a lot of people feel like before they go on vacation, they have to get outfits. They have to get all of these things. They have to have everything. And it's not to say that I don't buy something new for a trip if I need it or, you know, like a swimsuit for a beach trip or something like that. But it's not where I once was when 15 years ago, every outfit in the bag was a new outfit. Like there was nothing like everything. The bag might have even been new. The hat was new. It was like just going out, buying clothes, buying things that really buying for the vacation. And so now I've switched that. Like I understand the value of that dollar. So I switch it to how much does that cost? Let's just say you spend $200 before the trip. That's $200 on an excursion to me now. That's $200 towards, I might can add that to the flight. And maybe I really did want to go to um, Paris over Mexico. And it was a $150 difference. Like there's these things matter. And I think sometimes we, because we, we have kind of skewed relationships with money, we tend to react skewed as well. And we do things that <laughs> really are counterintuitive to what we say that we want. We want, you know, grandiose Ooh. experiences. We want grandiose bank accounts. We want, you know, all of these things, but we're really not really t- willing to sacrifice or substitute, like not even like a true sacrifice sometimes it's just a substitute like i love staying at an airbnb i don't really stay at hotels that much anymore i haven't stayed at hotels when i travel and i went on a trip when i went to egypt that was hotels but that was because i went on a group trip and it was already booked out but prior to that i had not Mm -hmm. stayed in a hotel in well over five six years like nice yeah like I can't, Mardi Gras, like, uh, and that was probably like eight, nine years ago, I feel like was the last time I went to a hotel to stay in a hotel because I was there on vacation. Um, I find it to be cheaper and more inclusive experience. Like, like really, it really makes and breaks my trip now. Um, but those are small things that you gonna pay for that. Like, and it comes with so much other stuff. So I don't know. People like the resorts. They like all the things. I'm not against it. And I'm definitely not knocking it and saying like, no, but don't, you don't feel the need to do that in order to travel. Like, or I'm using that because that's my thing, because I know that that's a space where there's a limited belief system. Like people tend to think traveling is expensive and not attainable the same way as being a millionaire is, um, it takes a lot and unattainable. It's like, I wish, like we think about, the way we think about money is very figurative. I don't think that's the right word, but like in our imagination, imaginative, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, so we think about it in a distorted way. So like you can't really align yourself in illusion. Like, you, if you're playing in a world of imagination and what you think and how you feel about something that's so profound in what really is, numbers are black and white. Numbers are 
Um, they are what they are. So it's not, well, I think I might have something to cover. What does your checking account say? Exactly. What is the balance on your, what does your credit score say? Um, you brought up a good so point. It's just a lot of, I think, the, even rich. What is rich? Like, that is a side <laughs> view. Like, I really don't care to be rich because there's no amount of money you give a fool the same amount and they can find a way to spend it all. So rich to me is fig. Uh, I keep saying figmentative. That's not a, a word. Like rich is like this. this Figment of our it, imagination. This, this yeah, fairy tale like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And to be wealthy, like going back to, you know, like the gold and all of these things, it's really a tangible resource that you can say I'm wealthy because yeah. Like, Money doesn't make you, like, just having a lot of money, it doesn't automatically make you wealthy if you no. also are spending a lot of money. Exactly. Like, so you can, I don't know, it's a lot of terminology and wordplay, but I, I'm, a, I, when it comes to communication, words, money, all of these things, I, I enjoy talking about them because they're very black and white and they're very much are, like, a straight, a straight line. Straight so forward. you. Yeah, it's easy. Like, that's the funny thing. It's easy. You know, you can look at a number and, and you you know what you can do with that number. We do it all the time and we know what we're willing to sacrifice and what we aren't willing to sacrifice. And I want to touch on the point that you, you made that I think is one of the most important shifts that you can make on a personal level. When you start to prioritize and you're able to say, I don't need that bottle of liquor or I'm going to eat out three times this month instead of five times this month. Or you start making more meaningful purchases. Like when I go to buy anything equipment wise, I look at what else can I do with this? Someone brought up a uh, shout out to my boy, Carl Van. He was like, yo, you could be a mobile podcast service. He was like, you got a mixer, you got a mic, you know how to record. You could show up, record people's stuff, edit it on the spot, give it to them. That's a business. I didn't even think about that, but he's right. I need like two more pieces of equipment, but it makes me feel better when I know that I'm not just buying, I'm investing. And I try to make sure that if I'm doing something like that, if even if I don't want to do this anymore, this stuff retains its value so I can sell it. That's the other thing, y'all. Yard sales are real. Uh, offer up. Facebook Marketplace. I've sold things that I don't, I had four turntables. I don't even know how to scratch. As a DJ, I have four turntables for years just because, ooh, it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. I want to have this. I'm a DJ. Yeah, look what all this equipment I got. Can't even use it. I sold, I bought them brand new and basically sold them brand new. But I, at least I got something back out of it. So that was just another one of those things. Where I'm like, what are you really doing? Think about, do you need this right now? Is it a priority? If it's not a priority... That means you're taking away from a priority by putting your money over here instead of putting it over there. And the little things add up. I'm telling y'all, that night out, your nails, the the bottle of liquor, the, the trip, the trip across town just to go hang out, brunch, whatever you want to call it. Like if you just just cut back on it a couple of times, you'd be surprised at how extra hundred dollars a month could shift things for you. You know, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole we could go down, but uh, we're definitely going to have <laughs> financial conversations in the future. But um, don't don't run away from it, y'all. You know, sit, 
have an intimate relationship with your finances, an intimate. And if you're going to ask for help or solicit help from someone and you really want to get it right, you have to be honest. If you broke as hell, say, I'm broke as hell. I have bad spending habits. I don't make enough money. So they can give you the right advice because they can only advise you based on the information you give them. So you need to be honest. Be honest about it. So... All right, so this is uh, the next topic we have, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of like an age-old question, um, and I think it's an important one because it links to the last topic, but thinking about what we've been through with COVID and things literally stopping and us having a lot of time to reflect and think, if you could turn back the clock or talk to your younger self, what would you say to yourself? What would you say to yourself? Now me? <laughs> oh man. Um, and you know, a lot of people are probably saying to themselves, I wouldn't do anything differently. I wouldn't tell them anything. I wouldn't do anything differently because I wouldn't be the person I am today. She if I knew half, not even half, if I knew uh, one tenth of what I know now, back when I was younger, my whole life would be different. Um, but I, what I, one thing I would definitely tell myself is, um, hold people accountable for the way that they treat you. Hold, hold people accountable for the way that they treat you and develop better spending habits, better saving habits. I have had a lot of over the years, relationship turmoil, not just, um, romantically, but personally, because People took my kindness for weakness. People tried to take advantage of my kindness. And I always gave people the benefit of the doubt. I was always known to be so, 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 so nice and understanding and caring. And I was like, oh, people make mistakes. They'll get it right. I'll pray for them. That's my friend. They didn't really mean it. I'll excuse it away for them like a doof. But then when you get older and you really look back at it and you can see how they treated you, Versus how they treated others and how they were moving whenever that relationship was severed or that tie was severed, you realize, oh, I was getting played. You was in it for whatever it is that you wanted. And now you got what you wanted from me or you were bored with me. And now you've moved on to the next thing. Or you realize, ah, eh, this relationship isn't beneficial to me because he's trying to get me to be a real friend. I got to be out of here. So I would definitely do that um, because it's. I say that because the friends that I have now and the relationships that I have now are, they're so impactful. There, there's almost, there's almost any, there's not, there's not many things I can't think of that I can't get by picking up my phone and calling somebody and possibly them calling maybe one or two other people, but I can probably get it. I didn't have those relationships, but I had to develop those relationships by letting them know who I was fully, not just being nice so I could be liked and people care and all this good stuff. So, but I think that's, that that's thing. an important thing because I actually was going to be on the flip side of your comment. Like, mm. um, I think that in not even accepting like people like where they how they, how you meet them. Like, I had a conversation with a client today, and you know, instead of, we so often we look our and we like we can point the finger but what i think that really changes is when we look at ourselves and ask ourselves what in me was attracted to that what in me caused me to 
Um, I mean, I didn't do it. <laughs> yes, I'm fired twice. With your face look like I did it. <laughs> no, I'm like, because I'm, I saw what I, I saw. I see the problem now. It's fixed now. Okay. Um, but yeah, like one thing in my own growth, I realized like I can, there are a lot of people that have screwed me over. There are a lot of people that have hurt me. There are a lot of people that have broken my heart in different ways, whether that was in love, in life, business, what have you. And if I had to go back, you know, and look at how do you talk to your younger self, I would really look at me like, and, and look at myself and, you know, encourage her, encourage her to, to be, um, to use her voice, to stand in your truth, to stand in like who you are. And like, that's what you just said at your friendships now, like, you can call them because you did you did transitional work. And I think that when we do the work, we all have people we can point fingers at, but yep. the reality is that we chose those people. Mm-hmm. We chose them. We chose them to be in our life, whether they were manipulative or not. There was something in them, in their trauma, in their shortcomings, in whatever capacity that we we attracted, we were attracted to, we are, um, we leaned into, we believed in, whether it was just like one piece, even though, you know, like other pieces are messed up, it's like you focus, hyper-focus on a piece. And so believing in yourself, like believing not what other people, because people going to be people and they always going <laughs> to see, they're always going to surprise you. They're always yes. going to show you like, even within my family, like, I don't care what, I don't really use the term like best friend anymore because every time I've used it, I felt like, yeah. And I don't feel like I was, I don't like with that and to the point that I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place, but when we attach titles to something, so when you say best friend, when you say, um, the, any, whether it's boss, whatever, there's so many different titles that with that comes identity and with that comes expectation and with that comes you know like um some type of like intention expectation there and so i would say i would talk to my younger self and go go with your gut go with what Mm. is inside of you that would be my one bit of advice because all of the times that i got it wrong i feel like i did not listen to my gut i listened to the people to your point i listened to what they said not their actions i listened to um like the narrative like taking a job that felt like it was prestigious uh i used to work at a law firm and it was like where I was at, like it was so toxic for me. Like it was not, it was so far away from Jessica, like the soul of Jessica. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if I had to, I don't have regrets, like looking back in my life, like I kind of own it all. But if there was something that I, I say that I regret, I hate that how often I second guess myself I, um, in life. Like when I did not listen to the voice, like, that was tapped like in internally. And I think that that has been 
the kind of reverberating message of every single time I, I feel like, damn, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's because I didn't listen to my own voice. And I listened to all the other voices, like whether those were my friends, whether that was a family member, uh, a colleague, like every other perspective, but my own perspective and my own, I like my own sense of like looking at the world from my lens, from what, what it, how it inter, like interacts with me, how I feel. So, um, funny you say that because yeah, that, at the end of the day, it's just you like not saying isolate yourself or be a hermit but when you go home y'all it's you even if you married there's still times where it's you um and you right. have to you always have to live with yourself period right. um so and, and i think that go ahead no, which is what i say well i just think the more that you learn to live with you you start attracting people like that want like every season we're meeting people in that season that matches really the identity of who we are. So you, you start linking up with people um, based off of where you are. And so when things get become confusing or, or frictional or whatever the case may be, you have to kind of take a step back and ask yourself, like, where am I? What, what's going on? Like, what it, what it, like kind of looking inward. And I think the higher, like the more elevated you get in your thought processes and being more balanced and like therapy, like all of these different outlets, being vulnerable, being transparent, you will then, to your point, you're going to turn off the people that um, don't want to do that. Like, cause you're doing too much, cause you're too vulnerable, you're too much in your feelings, mm -hmm. whatever. And you're going to attract more people that love vulnerability, love to be like, love to share. Like something came across me today that was so easy. And it was just last night I was looking at a Pinterest recipe and I, my whole week this week has just been a shift to self-care. Like it's normally self-care Sunday, but it's been self-care week and getting out of the way of myself to care for myself first and then not um not uh kind of creating that barrier like i trying to figure everything out um being really strong in my intentions being really strong in you know what am i pouring into me and i say that because today something that i just thought on a whim yesterday my client um, had two different ways to resolve my problem. And one of them was being with the Facebook scenario, like knowing someone that works for Facebook. Nice. And so all of these different things, it's like, you have to kind of back off of, of things and not look at them like they're so definite, like even going to the younger self part, like, yes, that happened, but that thing is also... You, you cannot have this current self of enlightenment. I cannot have this Jessica without that, not in this lifetime. Right. In, a, in the next lifetime, maybe I can really go back and talk to that young person in like in a different realm. But in this lifetime, that's not possible for me to go back to her. But what I can do is set her, like release her. 
like release her from feeling caged in the cages that I put around her. And like, that's where I have regret places where I, I, I cap her and instead of exposing her, which is the whole premise of, you know, my social handle, like it is really about releasing yourself to be the best version of yourself. And I, it is, it's dumbfounding to me how many times we shrink as human beings. And especially I'm speaking from, uh, as a, a black person and as a woman. And I know when those two cross, there's so many times where we shrink and we just are, you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should, I'll just, I'll just hide. I'll just get in the box and just be quiet. Like, and you do it so many times in so many ways. I wish you could heard me today going through Trader Joe's saying, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Excuse me, my bad. Excuse me. Like Mm. it's a hundred people in here. (laughs) that's too much. I don't ever go on a Saturday for one. And it's like double the capacity of what I normally get when I'm in there. But why am I the one that's, excuse me, I'm sorry. Excuse me, my bad. Excuse me, pardon me. Like, no, no, I am here just like, and it's not a rudeness. It's not a, a like I'm not conscious of the other people. Like, no, you're going to have to move for me. It is, I can even even simply self-care in that moment to me looked like just pausing and allowing people like you can go ahead. Like, I don't have to apologize for that. I don't have to shrink in something that small, but we are so habitually conditioned to like shrink and be silent. And I think, you know, a lot of our adult self is wrapped out of that younger self, not talking, not, not, just use it standing like um that shrinking so. is real that shrinking is is very real um and it's it's a detriment some people never break out of it uh, i'm glad you're able to really find a space where you could discover that i need to stop shrinking and recognize it uh being able to recognize it so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna transition us into the next topic because that's basically what i'm gonna get into here uh, you can't turn back the clock, ladies and gentlemen, but there are second chances in life. I, I am a firm believer in cycles and second chances. Uh, conditions and terms may be different next time around, but um, oftentimes you will get a second chance. And back to Jessica's point, you have to have been to that place of reflection, understanding, and growth to be able to fully take advantage of it the second time. Um, my, myself personally, y'all have heard me say this several times, jack of all trade, master of none. I cannot tell you how many business opportunities I've had, how many I've taken on and how many I've failed at because I've made repeated mistakes. And so as I've gotten older, each time I've learned to stop, I've learned to look and say, okay, now this is another opportunity. This is another chance. You know, I'm in a better financial situation. The money's right. All the conditions are right now. That don't mean I should do it. Rob, do you need to do this? Does this fit? Do you have capacity for this? Is this something you even want to do? Is it really worth Is it worth your time? Is it worth your money? Are you just doing it just because it's in front of you? Are you just doing it because the person that's presenting it, you like them? Like, these are questions I never used to ask myself. It just used to be, oh, that's a business opportunity to make money. I'm going to do it. That just sounds smart. I should just do it. 
because everyone, you know, back to the financial pressure is like, oh, I'm a hustle. Let me go. Let me get. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's like, eh, no, I don't want to be miserable doing these things. And also, I need to look at my life now. What do you want out of life, Rob? Where are you trying to head in life, Rob? Well, I want to be here. Okay, well, if these things don't fit, they got to go. Or pass it on to somebody else. Hey, you know, that's a great opportunity. I'm not ready for that. or I don't think that's a fit for me. However, I know someone that that could probably work for. I can give you their contact information. Y'all can have that conversation. That's that's where I'm at now. Um, and there's been quite a few times that these second chances have come around and I've really had to sit and laugh at myself and remember similar situations and say, you know what? Every time this came, I went left. I went left. I went left. And now you're going in circles. Four lefts is, wait, three lefts, four lefts is a circle? Whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go right this time. Or I'm going to go straight. Or I'm going to just hit the brakes and watch the light switch. I'm going to watch this one a little bit. Or I'm going to just, you know what? I'm going to get on the highway this time. There's always another route. There's always another way. Um, and it's okay to choose differently. Just mm -hmm. because something happens again doesn't mean, oh, this is a second chance for me to try. I failed, so I need to try it again. I need to try it again. Sometimes it might be time to say, mm, I'm giving that up. We've seen it with... We've seen it with athletes. We, we've seen it with politicians. We've seen it with actors. So many people get these second chances. That doesn't mean you, you need to do it. Sometimes it's time to let go. And when you let go, that opens up room for something new to come along. So mm -hmm. um, that's how I really feel about the whole second chance thing, man. Just really, y'all, when, when you get new opportunities, sit down and think about opportunities you've had before what you did, you know, what you did right, what you did wrong, so that you can firmly and, and confidently assess the new situation. Because it, it yeah. might be a better situation. It might be now's the time. It might be. But if you haven't learned from and those past mistakes or thought about it, <sighs> might be back in the blender. Yeah, and another thing, like, there's really nothing, there's not really, like, very few second chances they may be there i feel like there's because no situation is the same so i feel like there's very few like i can think of a few of them like where it's exactly the same but we're not the same like, exactly so it, to your point the situation is not a second chance it's a it's a, a another opportunity like and i know that that's just a matter of a play on words, but words are powerful. And I think that when we break that down, you have to bring context to that. And so second chances is like a duplicated to me. It's like hitting copy. <laughs> and usually that's not the case in life. Like I've had things that have come back around, but they were still different. Like, mm -hmm. um, so on the good side of that and on the bad side of that, I I say really doing what you just said, assessing the um, assessing the land, like surveying the land. I listened to some, uh, I think it was T.D. Jakes, and it was a sermon called Surveying the Land. Like anytime you walk into a new arena, you don't just like, if, if it's a country or if it's, any new environment, you don't just start pointing and shooting and saying, like, this is where you go. Like, you have to survey. You have to take time 
of some sort to be able to look at it. And so when an opportunity comes back to you, like looking at that opportunity, really digesting it for one where you are, where like the person and then the actual individual, like the opportunity of it. And I think a lot of times we, we bring that kind of cookie cutter box mentality. I've done it in business. I've done it in relationships. Like I've, I've had people do it to me and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when someone brings, um, you know, like something that is very structured or a cookie cutter approach to a very unique experience. Like it's like taking, I don't know, like you get the same birthday cake every year to celebrate somebody's birthday. And it's always like the same color, same. It always says, happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. And it's always the the circle cake with just a red line around the outside. And it's always like one, one can. It's like the same thing every year. It's like, there's no, like, huh? This is a new year. Like, even though it's today is still my birthday and every year, you know, like it's my birthday. Like you want to be celebrated differently for the evolution of the year. Like the actual intention behind that is like you're celebrating a new year, Mm -hmm. a new era. So like, I feel like sometimes we take our mentality. We don't, we don't look at it as a, a new opportunity. We kind of approach it with, all the all the things and I definitely I, I've done it in dating I've done it um with my family sometimes like I've had I've experienced it on both sides and when I think of it all like from a very zoomed out perspective I you it, it doesn't feel good and it's it's something that you should really take the time to address like your growth where you are the growth of the the thing, all these pieces, like pull them all together. And that's where you're, that's where you show like what you learn, even in school. Like when you study, you've, you, you took, you got a tutor over here. You've been doing some flashcards and you know, like you've been changing up your approach. You don't just go like take the test and like memorize the test straight through no you're taking the context of the information the context of what you remember from the flashcards what somebody said in tutoring that kind of stuck out to you and made you connect something then you're looking at the actual paper that's in front of you and you're going to say like all right like this is where i am but i think sometimes we just approach things with a very cookie cutter like process um cookie cutter mentality and not it makes perfect sense not really we take that old mentality and that's why mental health i'm mm-hmm. an advocate and i'm always talking about it mental health is so so big because you can you always have to shift it and mental health is like saying shoot your shot that's that's a cookie cutter terminology which is great but who am i shooting my shot to like so if I'm shooting my shot to someone who is 36 like myself, then great, go for it. But that's a little weird and totally disgusting if we're talking about a 10 year old. <laughs> like, right. so that you have to know context. You have to like, 
I don't think we think full. We think in a box on a lot of different topics, going back to finances, going back to like (laughs) health, what it takes to be healthy. All these things, every show topic, it continuously, they really all, all the topics I feel like bleed into each other because at the end of the day, when you look at yourself, it is your, your experience, your life choices, your stuff that is going to facilitate something totally brand new in any space, any atmosphere, because nobody else has done everything that you've done, experienced everything that you did. And so we have to like think a little bit bigger than Mm. just, you know, shoot your shot, shoot your shot, shoot your shot. Like, no, no, you you might not want to, like, Mm. depending Mm -hmm. on when. So... No, no, you know it's funny. funny. You um, you just pointed out the problem. the The cookie cutter mentality is so popular, and so many people do it because it's comfortable. I know what I know what result to expect from this. There's no surprises. Sometimes, sometimes it turns out a little bit better than it did before, and I'm okay with that because I am comfortable. Mm -hmm. See, growth and change is uncomfortable at times yep. <laughs> and, and it's scary always, i mean almost always is is gonna be uncomfortable because yeah. it's foreign and you yeah, ain't never been never before been... and exactly. it's like you in a room like saying go get my socks okay that even that's uncomfortable because you don't know where you, yeah. socks where you, gotta, look, yep. you gotta figure it out because i might not keep my socks in a sock drawer like you keep your socks in a sock drawer my socks could be in a basket under the bed who would ever find it Nobody. You know, like yep. we have like everything we just think we think in cubes because that's how we were being conditioned. But like life, that's why we keep getting disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out here is running off of a different, different structure in some ways. They're running off of their how they were raised, where they, who they grew up around, what they eat, what fuels them, what they listen to on their social media. I had somebody tell me like seven years ago, they thought Instagram was like, um, kind of like a, a Tinder type site, like a porn type site. Mm. But that was because everything that was in their news, in their feed was along the lines of that. And the people, whoever turned them on to Instagram (laughs) also clearly had the same process. Like, and when I looked, I was like, my Instagram feed looks nothing. nothing like absolutely nothing like that not even on the flip huh i said they was following the nastiness yes like i saw girls taking showers uh like in the uh not taking showers they were a girl was in she was going on live she was in a bathtub like washing herself with bubbles all around and i thought my god like all of my lives are like entrepreneurship uh cooking um, fashion, travel, like, those are probably, like, the four. Like, I don't get that in my news feed. But they really, this person, totally ignorant to social media, had just got on and really thought that that's what Instagram looked like. But that's from our perspective. It's like, what, what you make it. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, don't be afraid. And whether you believe in second chances, second opportunities, when something comes back around and you get that feeling of deja vu, I might have been here before. I've seen this before. Listen to your gut. Yeah, listen to your gut. Assess the situation. Assess it. That's that, yep. That's do what you want to do it? Needed. Do you want to do it? And just because it's in front of me, is this the time? You know, hey, this is that new mm-hmm. job promotion. 
am I ready to move to Seattle? Mm-hmm. Can I handle this? You know, do you think, like the weather there? Oh, like, Lord. <laughs> why move to a place where you don't even, if you know that you don't, you need sunlight and you need warm weather, then it doesn't matter how much money Seattle is offering you. If it's a full time and you know you got to be there for the next five years, if you take that job, then that might be uh, not the best move for you because it's going to get overcast. Uh, a lot and it's cloudy and rainy a lot like so Grey's Anatomy I don't know yes right <laughs> yo so got a couple things couple more things to touch on ladies and gentlemen we hope you are taking this in take a deep breath with us and exhale I'm just gonna do one what we talked about was very heavy and I know that's probably hit a couple of people because we talked about money money always hits somebody uh, so huh that was heavy? You felt like that was heavy? I mean, I'm thinking of outside of myself. I'm just, yeah, I'm just asking. I'm for real. I, you I, have I, to, I, you I, just I, said I people are used heavy. to this cookie cutter box. We, we're we not those people. So <laughs> I'm thinking about the younger people, you know, the people who are feeling the pressure of, oh my goodness, I got to get this done and look, look like this and be like that. There's people out there, but. Yeah, listen, uh, to, listen to the people that really have substantial wealth and doing something positive with it because I'm sure that that's not don't do it for the gram I'm a, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna give y'all uh my, my quick thoughts on uh each one of these last two topics I'm gonna go with the first one first uh moving forward uh beyond regret and circumstances moving forward moving forward moving forward I'm going to go against the grain here because people, you know, there's phrases, don't look back, don't go back, don't turn back. I'm the opposite. When something has happened or I've gone through something or I've been traumatized by something or something has affected me, it might not be immediately, but I always go back to it. I always go back. Unless I got clarity in the moment with this relationships, business stuff. It's been years later where I've called someone and said, hey, you know, when we did such and such and such and such happen, man. What I'm missing something and have the conversation, um, have the conversation. You'd be surprised at what you can learn from it. And because sometimes when we try to move on and just go too fast, you forget that those things are still in the trunk of your car. You just don't see them. They're in the trunk of your car or they're like the cans on the back of the car when people get married and they, they rattle every now and then you might try to step on the gas or your engine is so loud and you turn up the radio but if you ever take a second to turn that radio down or you slow down, you start to hear them rattling back there again. You know, and that could be as simple as walking outside and seeing somebody or seeing something on TV or a certain phrase or word. I've learned to really stop and say, okay, when I see that something, it's when something from my past is affecting my present or going to affect my, my future, I go back to it. Um, and that, that could be a me thing, like my exercise. When you say go back, yes, I want you to. I think I know what you mean, but I want you to clarify. I don't know what you mean. Okay, I feel like going back doesn't always mean um, un unburying. <laughs> like no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So okay, so it just it depends on what it is. Like, I'll give you an example. I have an ex-girlfriend that we broke up. There was never really any clarity 
or a really a conversation that happened after that. Okay. And we've both moved on. We both dated. Not a bad person. We don't have any beef, any drama. But in my new phase of my life, when I want to date, that was my best relationship. And I was like, that went really well. The relationship after that didn't. And dating is kind of funky and funny. But there were some things that happened in that relationship that I look back on and think back on. And there's some missing pieces. And I, I contacted her. And I said, hey, can we talk about this? And we talked about it. And she told me some stuff. I told her some stuff. We got a bunch of stuff off our chest. And I look at relationships totally different because of that. I approach them totally different from that. Now, because mm -hmm. some of the stuff she said, I was so oblivious to. And, but now it makes, when she said it, I was like, huh? But I've grown and matured so much. I was like, huh? That's common sense now. But I was like, dang, I didn't think about that back then. And we laughed because we're like, you know, had we really sat and talked to each other, we could have worked that out. Like, it was really a situation we could have worked out. Um, do you that, think you would have been able to work it out then? Or do you are you just saying that hindsight now? Because... Then, then I think so, because the, the issue was one person got frustrated. So the other person got frustrated and communication just dissolved. And it wasn't over anything serious. Nobody stole, nobody hit nobody, nobody cheated on anybody. I think we could have worked it out. But at the end of the day, it would have really would have came down to is the person's, our dispositions and who's willing to kind of yield a little bit and say, you know what, we need to do this together. It's not about me winning. It's not about you winning. It's not about you getting your way or me getting my way. We're in this together. We kind of needed to be recentered, and I, I think it could have worked, but it didn't. We moved on, but now we talk like every other week or every other day, and we send each other stuff. We laugh. We joke. Like it is hilarious now. Now I feel like okay, this is the I have my friendship now too, because mm -hmm. that's something else we lost. Not just a relationship. Like that's that's a good ass friend. Mm -hmm. um one of the doofiest people i know like me so uh that's what i mean now, i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying 10 years from now go back and find charlie who married with three kids and say charlie why you cheated on me all them years ago or go find cynthia or whoever and say man you broke my heart you don't want to do that when she's in the middle of her business conference like you <laughs> That's I, funny. I used to date a guy named Charlie. I think there is a statute of limitations <laughs> on certain things. Um, but one thing I've gotten better at is doing it way sooner. Last relationship, broke up. Okay, took about a week. Okay, we need to talk about this. Got everything off my chest I needed to get out. They probably still need to get some things off their chest. But I got all the stuff off my chest because I was like, I'm not doing this three, four, five year gap again. No, let's have this conversation now. All right, cool. All right, I'm out. I know everyone doesn't have the composure to do that, but it it helps, y'all. It helps. And you can't don't live there either. If you go back, touch it, look at it, analyze it, have the conversation, but don't live there. And make sure mentally you can handle it. Some people don't go back because they're scared that they'll literally go back. They'll, yeah, I do think you should go back, which is why I stopped and posed that yeah. question. Um, but everything doesn't require to go back to the person. Sometimes it goes back to you. Sometimes it goes back to a therapist. Sometimes it's going back to, you know, your a really close friend that was there with you. Like, hey, you remember this? Like, did you ever notice anything? Like, there are ways to go back without always having to re-injure yourself. Like, yeah, so if it's going to re-injure you to the point of, like, you, it, it's a spiral backwards, 
uh, I think, you know, definitely doing what's digestible and definitely, un- like, self-reflecting, but yes. not not necessarily. That's why I wanted to specify, because I didn't think that's what you meant. Um, but when people hear things, they're like, they are going to go back to Charlie <laughs> and call Charlie <laughs> and and go back. They're going to dig through all the tunnels because they don't realize that that process is unhealthy uh, of just digging aimlessly like you going you need to be able to have like put things into the correct perspective yeah it, it's circumstantial like you, you've probably seen the movies where someone do something horrible and they have like these steps they have to go through and one of them is like you have to make amends and they literally go back to the person to apologize for something that they did you really got to assess it but there are other ways and other meanings to that be careful with that do not get caught up do not get caught up call your strong friend before you make that decision uh yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, how to or how do you motivate yourself? Jessica, you want to tackle this one first this time? Sure. Um, I think that you have to, one, look at yourself in the mirror and see what's, like, ask yourself what's wrong. Like, why, why aren't you happy? Why don't you ha- have joy? What, what, where's the frustration? Cause sometimes we don't know. It's like you can just hear something ticking, and you don't know. Like you just know your nerves are being shot, but you don't know where what it is. So you have to like, where is the noise coming from? <laughs> like where is that sound coming from? What is going on? And I think that that's where wherever that um, disruption or that that um, discomfort, whatever those things are, you got to go one pinpoint it, and then. Again, using context, using like looking at all the pieces, assessing what does it need. Like, do you just need a timeout? Do you need a restructure? Do you need to remove yourself? Do you need to uh, like just zen out? Like, what is it that you need? Some days I need a bubble bath. Some days I need to ground. Some days I need to, you know, be around like really thought provoking like people that have their conversation is dialogue not what you're doing and i'm good no, like I, that, I don't need that that's a trigger that's like ah! so um for me like i motivate my, myself through um really reading through I love uh, TED Talks. I love um, I love listening to people that are on the path of where I am ultimately going in my life. Like I know, and it, and that's not just a wealth path. Sometimes that's just an awareness. Like I want to wake up and I don't want. I, I talked about imposter syndrome. Um, I don't want to to like deal with that my whole life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one person that's getting in, in ahead of, uh, in the way of my own dreams. So for me, like I have, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of radical things and I keep saying radical self-care this week because uh, I write things on my mirror when I tend to forget who I am. I write things that when I, that remind me, I put things intentionally in my house that have sayings of things that 
are like really my thought process so that when I'm unable to physically, tangibly pick myself up to motivate myself and say, you go girl. Like I have intentionally surrounded my whole space in a way that is to motivate something out of me. Like, um, so I'm really intentional about every thing. Like I have a diffuser in my car. Like I have a diffuser at the studio since changed my thought process and they're like all right let's go when i sit here sometimes i'm at my desk and i might be stuck i put an instant on and i burn it like um i think you but the only way to do that to know that it wouldn't motivate me if i didn't know what i liked it would just be an instant so you have to dig deep you really got to look at yourself before you can motivate yourself you got to see what you like about her why would you motivate something that you don't like like if you don't like yourself or you don't like where you are and you keep talking to yourself negatively and you're doing a lot of like self sabotage, then it's hard to motivate that. Like <laughs> you don't find it valuable. Like That's so big facts. Oof. I do a lot of different things. It looks hmm. a lot of different ways. Some days it's, it's, it's fleshly like a chip, a potato chip. Like I said, I went to Trader Joe's today to get those chips uh, just because I like them. And I know that my weekend's coming up. It'll give me a snack that I like because um, I don't have a whole lot of stuff, like bad stuff, I guess, in the house. But that's like a guilty pleasure. But it, it, it can be something as trivial as that or real deal Holyfield. I bought myself a bike. Like, I don't, I don't care what I do, but I know when I, I don't want to be a person that's just like on disabilities because I didn't take care of myself. Like I want to live my life till the wheels fall off. And if the wheels fall off, because God forbid I was in some type, it shifted and then it was an accident or something. Okay. That's a life circumstance. But me having, you know, hell, just unrealistic or unnecessary health issues, like, I don't want that. I want to live. And I know I'm not going to live forever, like I am going to die, but I want a life. If I'm going to live, I want it to be a quality life. So my health, what I put into my life is really important to me. So that helps motivate me too. Um, Just the why. I'm motivated by my why when I'm very flat. I remember... Even when things don't go my way, I know why I did it. And I think that helps me a lot. You it's funny you mentioned health. Um and that little that little That's been happening to me and when I do that, I'm like the same thing. I'm like, why are you feeling this way? <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, you're a little stagnant. Like today, uh I did some research stuff, did some podcast stuff, uh learned a couple things, reached out to a couple contacts, learned some new things, got some new resources. And before I knew it, it was like one, two o'clock. I was like, all right, you need to take a break. You know what I'm saying? Played a little Xbox, but now I still felt, I was like, well, you did some work today. You got some meaningful work done. Why do you feel unrest? And I was like, uh, go for a walk. Did three and a half miles a day. Felt so much better after, even right now, feels so much better after and it, I don't feel it anymore. Um, and part of it is because I do want to lose some more weight. Part of it is I like doing it. It feels good. But what really motivates me is 
looking back at where I came from and never wanting to go back there. And also Mm -hmm. looking at the situation and circumstances that I know other people deal with and thinking about where I am now. And bro, you, you have no reason to complain. Like you could be doing more. You can do more. You have talent, you have skills, you have a network of people that want to work with you and help you. That's motivation enough for me to say, Hey, if I put my mind to this and I do this thing, the way I'm supposed to do it and handle my business, I have the pieces together and I have the pieces there to make it to the next level. It's also about fulfillment for me. I try to stay away from things that aren't fulfilling. Um, Back to my video game kick. People know I love video games, but they're not as fulfilling anymore. I play them every now and again. Don't have a PS5, don't have the new Xbox, not even pressed to get one. Old Rob would have been out there day one at midnight in the line in the sleeping bag probably waiting to get it. So just the, the growth and the change. And also just what's important to me in life is just experiences. I want to travel more. I want to spend time with loved ones. I want to be able to say, hey, guys, dinner's on me tonight when I have a room full of friends. You know, and the motivation is there when I think about those things. Say, hey, why are we doing what we're doing? You love it, you're passionate about it, and it'll help you get to those things that you want to do. It'll help you get to more fulfillment. It'll help you get to a position to where you can give back more and do these things more and enhance your community. And the people who are coming behind you can look at you and say, oh, man, that was amazing. And I can say, yes, and this is how I did it. You see all these potholes and all this stuff over here? You you still going to hit some, but you don't have to hit these over here. I already hit these and busted my tires. So here you go. Let me give you this right here. You can go down this road. This don't have as many, but there's still going to be some. And just remember, when you get there and there's somebody waiting for you, you give them a roadmap as well and you help them, you help them out. That's what motivates me because there's always someone coming in behind us. There's always someone coming in behind us. So. Yep. That's all I got. Anything else from you, Miss Jessica? No, sir. I hope that you guys have a great week. I hope that you take time for yourself. Um, self-care just keeps coming up. And I think so many times going back to that feeling of discomfort and like, why are we feeling that way? It's because we are not, we are trying to figure it out. And <laughs> That's like kind of being God-like or God, like that ain't my role. My role ain't to to know every, my role is not to know every destination, who's going to be there when I get there, how am I going to get there, like, and put this whole play together. My role is to, you know, do what it's like my, was for me, like what is, important to me what fuels me and i think sometimes when we go into self-care like you have to step back you can't figure it out it doesn't matter even i have there have been countless nights where i will sit at this computer and i'm trying to figure something out and can't be like screw it and just going to sleep and waking back up it's like ah sitting at the computer as if somebody came in that night and fixed it. And it's, we have to, we're trying to figure it out and we spin ourselves out literally on the wheels. Like they say, you're spinning your wheels. Like we're on like a a hamster on a wheel 
and just going around and around and around and around trying to figure it out, trying to do this, trying to navigate this, trying to talk to this person, trying to research. Like we do that. I do that. Like if you are a creator, you're going to do that. But the where we we go too far, it's like it's like you trying to say, well, I'm going to work out today, but now you go, you want to walk 75 miles. Okay. <laughs> that ain't going to get like you, you overdid it. Yeah. Like even something positive, like working out. So you can't just Thanks. stay spinning your wheels, creating and trying to figure out every piece. You have to figure out the piece that's in your hand. And if it's in your hand, then that's the piece that you have control over. And it's like, I'm going to play my piece of the puzzle and play it. And, and like that's the only piece that I have. I can't be God. I can't be you. I can't be my mom. I can't be my sister. I can only be Jessica and set my intention with the universe and spirit and say, God, you know, this is where this is where I am. This is you know, you have that conversation. Yeah. That's the only like <laughs> line or channel that you keep clear. You allow God and the universe to talk to you, and then you talk back. And like that's the only conversation flow that really is I feel like detri like necessary um, because if not we start doing all the other things and they ain't, they ain't for us to do like it, it's it's for, what was for you is for you to go like go take that walk and everything else just it's like an exhale because that's what you that's where you had your power that's where you really needed to be like you said you had already done the work you had already aligned yourself but you're trying to figure out how does the work that I just did, where is it going to fit? Is it going to move? Is it going to shift? And whatever the thought process is, you're trying to do everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that ain't your job. Your job is just to do the work and rest I and agree. like be good with it yeah. and let God universe do its job and fulfill the fuller vision. But I think that we don't, we don't allow that to play out. And so you have to take care of yourself and in taking care of yourself, there is this like exhale. So I really want people to, to get that, to feel that, to, um, experience that, like you should experience what it feels like to rest. You should experience just like a blissfulness of, I sat in my garage yesterday cause I live on the second floor. So I have mm. a patio. I love sitting on the patio, but I had just walked Cheeto. And I popped the trunk to my truck. Uh, the I have a small SUV, and so I popped the trunk, and I sat in the back in the tailgate of it, and I just sat out there, and I was like, man, this is like my new favorite spot. Like I've been doing it for a couple of days, and mm -hmm. I was like, I know that this is probably like a ghetto porch, but I don't care. Like I don't care <laughs> right now. About a ghetto porch. It feels good because I mean, it's really my car is just in the in the garage. And I just had, and my garage is on the first floor, obviously. So I'm just sitting there, but I was able to, Cheeto's in there. He was cool. I'm sitting in the back and I was able to enjoy the weather, let my feet hang and watch the cars pass. And I was fine. But something that simple, like just connecting with nature and that exhale. So I want all of our listeners to, to leave on that note, to like, just take care of yourselves and give yourself a little rest. Yep. It is okay to take your time and find your place. And that's in anything, yep. in any place in life. And with yep. that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for supporting by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Leave comments. Continue to leave us reviews. 
got a new review not too long ago. Thank you. We did mention a negative review uh, last episode where it was me and Jessica. It's gone now. Uh, Apple removed it. it. Apple removed it, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, Apple was on our side on that one. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know that. I surprised. I was like, these people don't look at these emails. I was like, oh no, they hit yeah, me up. They was like, I still have mine, and I'm. I mean, it is what it is. They yeah. tried to appeal it several times, but eh, it's all right. Well, you're still vibrating higher. But y'all know y'all can follow us FME underscore podcast on Instagram. You can follow me complete underscore vision. Man, listen. The Facebook page, please like that Facebook page. It's going up. It's going up. It's going up from my experience podcast. Don't forget to join the Facebook group from my experience podcast. Jessica, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at exposure, E-X-P-O-Z-H-E-R. No bread and butter? You can also find me uh, if you're interested in any type of lash and brow care and you're in the DFW area uh, at Lash and Soul, L-A-S-H-A-N-D-S-O-U-L. For all you travelers out there and all you locals out there, hit her up. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically. Wait a minute. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially. And spiritually. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.